You're listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon here, also with my partner in crime, Kat Deal. Kat, how are you? I'm good, Travis. Good to be here. Glad to have you here. And I we love are, being on the road. Yes, our On the Road series continuing, and today we are on the road over on John Fitch Highway in Fitchburg with Corey Ang, the president and CEO of the United Way of North Central Mass. Corey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join us today. Welcome, and thanks for having me, guys. Happy to have you here. So, Corey, tell us a little bit about the... Um, United Way of North Central Massachusetts, how long has it been in the Fitchburg area and how wide of an area do you service out here? Yeah, well, we've been active in this community for over 25 years and our, our you know, we have a number of different uh, functions and values in our community. It's funny, if you uh, get 10 people in a room and you ask them if they know United Way, all 10 will say, yes, I know United Way. If you ask them if they have good feelings about United Way, uh, nine and three quarters will say, yes, I have great feelings about United Way. But if you ask them specifically what United Way does, you might get 10 different answers. And that's because we provide, you know, a range of services to our community. Uh, Funding support, I think most importantly, funding support to the most uh, high-performing organizations supporting our most vulnerable residents. Uh, Each year, we put about $2 million in grant support uh, to local organizations. We also convene those organizations to work together on tough issues because no one entity can solve tough problems like homelessness or hunger. And uh, we provide opportunities for uh, members of the community, for businesses uh, to do good, whether that's through giving, volunteering, or advocacy. So it's creating those platforms and those channels for everyday people to create a difference in their local community. So you're really kind of like that facilitator and connector for the region and for the region's nonprofits. Yeah, I think that's an excellent, excellent way to put it. I think we are a convener. We're a, a backbone we've been referred to for the nonprofit entities. And, you know, the, the, I think the, the principal goal we have is ensuring that our network of nonprofit organizations has the capacity and resources to meet the needs of local residents. I agree. I think that... Um the United Way does an amazing amount of work. And I think the idea that 10 people wouldn't give the same answer is exactly right. Every year, the Community Leadership Institute is lucky enough to partner with United Way for one of our programs. And Corey has been generous and given his time. I mean, in the past, um, prior to coronavirus, we've actually been able to be on site. And not a single person that goes out of that day when they talk to Corey knew what knew what United way did prior. Not one person knows the same thing. But at the same time, then I've got, you know, folks are like, oh, I didn't realize that that's where the funding came for this program that I did. Or, oh, I didn't realize that's where the food was packed for the Lemonster High School when you guys do the food drives. And that wide reach in the community is is so felt, but I don't think a lot of people know where it comes from. Yeah. And I think um, and that's our challenge, right? It's, it's cons- having a consistent message around our value. Um, but I think if anything, it's really you know, I, I've spoken to so many people who uh, want to make a difference in their community, and they have particular issues that are important to them, whether it be, you know, early childhood or after-school programming or housing and homelessness. 
But people live busy lives, right? They, they have their own challenges. And it's difficult to um, find opportunities to fold in mm-hmm. yeah. around issues that are important to you, around volunteer experiences that, uh, that meet your practical needs. And that is certainly a gap that we're looking to fill, yeah. is, is providing that platform. I, I like to think of us as the portal to do good. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. And Corey, how long have you been with the United Way here in I've, Fitchburg? Yeah, I've been with United Way here in Fitchburg three years, believe it or not. I came six months prior to COVID. So it's been an interesting journey. So for you, what was it like to kind of come in, have those six months of kind of continuing the mission and then having to pivot uh, during Corona and now coming out on the other side of this this pandemic and kind of shifting um, how the organization does its work? Yeah, I think coronavirus was the ultimate disruptor right, mm. in, in all of our work. And uh, for us, it was really a matter of sort of shifting our priorities. I think uh, fortunate, I was fortunate to come in and have that six months where I was able to get out and meet with our community leaders, create some of those relationships, meet with our donors. Um, and so I did have that foundation of uh, network relationships under my belt to kind of tap into. Um, but, you know, I think with with COVID-19, if anything, it crystallized United Way's value in our role. Uh, We were able to raise uh, funds above and beyond what we normally do to support our local food pantries. Uh, We brought organizations together to convene service delivery strategies, to share information, and to ensure that we were providing that important safety net in our community. And we did that along a number of lines, whether it be uh, food and nutrition or housing and homelessness or connection to mental health is uh, helping to map out and create a user-friendly environment for people who, who need that support. And I think for us is how do we take all of those uh, evolutions and make them part of our, our permanent work? And so for us, it's really a matter of not, not shifting back, but taking a lot of what's worked and carrying that into our, our normal business. So when you say it was a disruptor, it really continues to disrupt how you do things and, and kind of hopefully change the organization for the better. Yeah, I think there's a couple pros and cons to the to this. One is people, there's a tremendous philanthropic energy mm-hmm. when COVID-19 hit. People wanted to help other people. Yeah. Uh, we had more calls around what support do you need around volunteerism, specific uh, grant dollars, or uh, companies leveraging their in-kind assets to support the community. So this, this philanthropic energy was just tremendous. It actually resulted in us raising more money than we ever did. Um, wow. Uh, but the, the issue now is that sort of a lot of organizations are looking at is this COVID cliff, right? Is that philanthropic energy and sensibility going to continue um, despite the, the, the remaining challenges? We have remaining challenges associated with, with newer events, right? We have a recessionary environment, which is um, – which is compelling more people to utilize food pantries, more people to reach out for fuel assistance, more people to have to make difficult choices between food, clothing, and heat. And so how do you, how do you continue to uh, uh, promote that philanthropic momentum to meet those continuing needs? And, you know, Day of Caring is, is one of the ways we do that. Day of Caring is, is as, uh, as, as you know, is an annual event that we have where we leverage um, anywhere from Four to 600 community residents fanned out across our community working on uh, volunteer projects from everything from repairing playgrounds to cleaning cemeteries to reading to children. And, um, and then or, uh, companies were able to uh, uh, use that for team building, uh, 
coming together as an organization to double down on on their philanthropic priorities. So, and that program is this Friday. Yeah. So this Friday is our 27th annual Day of Caring. That's and great. So uh, yeah, we'll be fanned out uh, from uh, Littleton to Athol. You'll see folks in their bright colored uh, Live <laughs> United uh, t-shirts um, doing everything again from trail cleaning to uh, removing graffiti to painting murals, um, just tremendous value. That program, um, you can find, I was on the website on Friday and saw that there were still a lot of opportunities for volunteerism, and it's really easy to sign up. Yeah, you could just go to our website and sign up, and you can link to a project of your choosing. Uh, Projects are filling up, so I would go on quickly. Uh, A shout-out to folks who can get out to Athol. We do have some needs in Athol. We have a number of projects we're still trying to to fill in, in Athol. Uh, most most of our projects this year are outdoor, too. And that's coming up on Friday, uh, September 16th. That's this Friday. Now, in addition to being the Day of Caring this Friday, if folks can't make it out to this, do you have these kinds of volunteer projects all year long? Thanks for asking. Yeah, so this is really our signature sort of volunteer event. Um, it's an opportunity to bring the community together. But, you know, United Way, as one of our key product offerings, if you will, is helping people connect to volunteer opportunities, whether you're an individual or a company or some institution or a church. um, What we do is we sit with you, uh, we'll do an intake, what's important to you, uh, where do you want to be involved, a lot of practical considerations around your timing, and then we'll connect you to uh, some volunteer options that suit your needs as a company or as an individual. So it's almost like a dating profile, but for volunteering. <laughs> yeah, and I think this uh, this Friday is sort of the big date event, right? Yeah. Where, where you're bringing folks out, and it's it's really kind of um, uh, a, sort of a marketing and publicity element too around what United Way does, and and in some ways it's sort of the informal kickoff of our United Way campaign. Sure, we're in um, engaging companies around giving, advocating, and volunteering. Now, what would you say to folks out there that want to help in the North Central Mass community, but maybe feel like, well, I don't have the financial resources to do this, or I don't have the time? Um, Is there still ways to connect even with uh, kind of little capital in both of those areas? Thank you for asking that. I think it's important for folks to know that, you know, at United Way, um, we have titans of industry that support us and those sort of high net worth donors that we really appreciate could not do our work without them. But United Way's value, if you look at our donors, they're everyday people, right? It's the, it's the fireman, the foreman, the teacher, uh, the, the, the worker at uh, Walmart, um, all giving what they can on a regular basis to support those who are most in need. If you can't give monetarily, you can volunteer. If you can't give in big numbers, you can give in small numbers. One of the things that we need to um, uh, address is that this notion that philanthropy Philanthropy is for those who have needs. Mm-hmm. And philanthropy is really a way to connect and support your community. Uh, one of our most loyal donors uh, is a cashier worker at Hannaford's who gives out of their paycheck every year since 1994. $400 a year. Wow. So I went up there two years ago and we brought some balloons and a plaque and we met with this individual. And I asked him, why does he give to United Way? And he says, I know that there are people there in our community who were in need. And this is a person who didn't make much. And it felt good to him to be philanthropic. 
and he felt a part of the community. And no matter what your lot is in life, you can always help those who are less fortunate. And so that's really what makes our organization so special. I agree. I I completely agree. Um, A few years ago, prior to COVID, um, the office, uh, my office, the chamber was lucky enough to be able to come out and some of us were able to volunteer to pack meals that were going over to Leverenster High School. And we thought, these are going to the high school. You know, those kids are, you know, what do they need? And and we were really lucky because um, we were given a small... Um, talk prior and Anne came from Growing Places and was able to talk to us about that program as well, which was great to hear that there's this other partner in the community. But we were here for a few hours. I think we packed 200 200 dinner packages um, ready to go out to the students. And we walked away realizing that we don't even know who we helped. We have not, we didn't have a clue who we helped, but boy, it feels good to help. And while we didn't have a whole lot of time and we didn't have any money to put towards it, we were able to help package those so that someone else could be, you know, having dinner the next night. And that's, that's a great way to become involved. I also think that it's, uh, it's really great for the United Way to be able to reach out to the next generation of givers and the next generation who's coming up to be philanthropic, philanthropic. Um, I know that you guys are involved in um, with the high school kids and even below that. And, you know, getting those volunteers out on Friday is, in my opinion, if you've never volunteered, because, you know, running Community Leadership Institute, I've, I've always been amazed how many of these people who I'm amazed by what they do, but they've never necessarily 100% just volunteered to do something. And it is a great way to start volunteering is to just sign up for something. And like you said, a lot of these projects are outside. So that's, you know, it'll help people with fears of, you know, the rising numbers of COVID again and stuff like that. But there's so many opportunities. There's a lot of opportunity for people to do this. There are. And I think, um, and I think your comment around young people is spot on. Um, I've been having a lot of conversations with employers lately. And one of the things that I'm hearing is obviously it's very difficult to recruit. Um, if you're, you know, 23 to 28, you have your pick of the litter right now in terms of jobs out there. Sure. Uh, but one of the things that potential candidates are asking is obviously the first question is what's the salary, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, second question is what's, what's the flexibility? Like? Mm-hmm. Third question is what do you do in your community? Yeah. What is your corporate responsibility ethos? Um, how might you promote uh, opportunities for your employees to get out and get involved. And that's, I think, um, where we want to, that's our sweet spot yeah. is really is helping to uh, bridge that gap. So can you tell us how you bridge that gap? If there's a company that's listening in right now and they want to get more engaged here in North Central Mass, but they're not sure how to get started, yep. what is the process when they contact the United Way of North Central Massachusetts? Yep. So they can go right on to our website and there's a volunteer section where you can uh, enter, um, you can connect to our volunteer team. Uh, you can uh, survey where the volunteer options are. And then um, you can, um, our volunteer coordinator's name is Ann McCarthy. Mm-hmm. It's going to put it out there right now. And there's an option for you to uh, call right in and have an intake. And essentially the intake will be, you know, as I mentioned before, what do you want to do? What's important to you? Uh, what, what's your availability? And then we don't, we, we give, um, you know, three to four referrals and then we kind of step back. And But what we're constantly doing is updating the data in terms of what organizations need, what volunteer slots and when. And we are going to take a pause here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. We'll be right back as we chat with Corey Yang, the president and CEO of the United Way of North Central Massachusetts. 
Do you know about the North Central Massachusetts Chamber? Maybe you're not sure how it affects you or your business, but it does because the Chamber exists to make the region a better, more productive place to live, work, and grow a business. Better jobs, growing incomes, and an expanded economy are what the Chamber delivers to its members and communities. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon here, Cat Deal as well, also from the Chamber. And we're joined today by Corey Ang, the President and CEO of the United Way of North Central Massachusetts, located on John Fitch Highway right here in Fitchburg. One of the other big things I keep hearing about are volunteers needed for boards. Yeah. Different charitable organizations, they need boards. But sometimes it's hard to fill those seats. And, and when you fill those seats, it's important that you have folks that have different skill sets. Yes kind of really round out that board. Yes. I understand um, your organization has this kind of new facilitating website or, yeah. or partnership that can actually initiative. help fill those yeah. seats. Can you tell us more about that? Sure, sure. So we're really excited to launch a new initiative called Board Connection, really leveraging United Way's position in the community as an intersection between business and nonprofit, and similar along the lines of what I just mentioned, of, of creating and, and bridging those opportunities. So uh, one of the things that we've, we know is that many of our nonprofits – need skilled board members. Um, and serving on a board, um, as, as you may know, uh, is tremendous value for that individual. They're connecting in the community. They're expanding their network. They're building their own brand. They're representing their company. Um, they're getting into organizational issues around finance and marketing and product. And there's, I don't think any, I don't think there's any experience that's really going to help develop you as a professional and serving on a board. And so what we uh, have done is we've surveyed our organizations. We've identified, uh, at this point, close to 75 board opportunities. And uh, we are working with our companies and our volunteers to uh, essentially uh, match those, those spots. And so right now, if you are interested in serving on a board, you can go on our website or call into our organization. Again, similar to the other volunteer uh, projects, we'll do an intake uh, get a sense of where you want to be involved, what skills you have, and then we will refer you to uh, the organization for a potential interview for a board role. On October 12th, we're having a launch of this initiative at Great Wolf Lodge, where we're going to have a panel. Well, the panel is going to consist of uh, a nonprofit leader, um, a, a prominent individual who served on a board, uh, Bruce Platzman, actually from AIS, who served on probably th- six or seven different nonprofit boards, uh, someone from the Attorney General's office who's going to just talk a little bit about what are your responsibilities in serving on a board? What is board governance? What does that look like? And then at the, after the panel, there'll be an open fair. So we'll open up the doors, and then in the uh, in the, those be sort of a fair exhibit uh, at Great Wolf Lodge with close to 60 nonprofits with tables and liaisons and balloons and, you know, a, a really kind of um, energized environment. We're going to have food and drink, and um, it's just going to be a great opportunity to folks just come out, not necessarily, you know, even if you're not sure about serving on a board, but just to learn more about nonprofits. Also, it's not just board service. You know, there's advisory committees and other ways to serve um, uh, on uh, a a board where you're perhaps not a full-fledged board member, but you're serving in as advisory capacity, and that might graduate you into a board role ultimately at some point. What we've heard over and over again, though, from younger professionals is, I'd love to serve on a board. I just don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to find an organization that's aligned with my values. 
Um, I don't even know what the first step is. Like, do I call the executive director or, you know, I know someone who served on a board and they had, they knew another board member and that's how they got on. But where, where does the on-ramp look like to serve on a board? We've heard this over and over again. And so it's kind of a pretty logical uh, space for us to be in. I was actually just speaking to a young professional um, last week on Thursday who sits on a board and said at his first board meeting, he just voted yes with everybody else because he had no idea what he was doing <laughs> yeah, there. He said, right. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. The idea that you're giving people an opportunity not only to match, right? Because you want to talk about the ultimate dating yeah. as someone who sits on a board. I know Travis also sits on a board of directors. It, you really want to get into a board of directors for a company that you actually agree with their ethos, right? Because if you don't, what are you promoting? And so to hear him say, you know, I didn't even know what I was doing. Now, you know, he's a year out and he understands a lot better and and knows the the role that a board of directors actually can play um, in an organization. I think that, you know, finding that value, it was really good for him because he's like, oh, now I understand what I'm doing here. Like, I understand how I can make this better. So the idea that you're coming up with a program and a way to connect people who are coming out of the coronavirus, the shutdown really, I think, made people understand that. Like you said, it just shot up philanthropy. People were like, I want to give back. I have the ability to give back. Never even maybe thought they could have done it before. And now you're giving them an opportunity to do that even more. Like that's a, that's a great opportunity. And we're really excited. And I'm going to put her on notice. And that is that Beth Hodge will be um, actually talking about this to some of our young professionals at an event because that's who we want to connect. I'm in my 50s. You know, I want... I want to see younger people coming onto the boards because they bring a different energy and they bring a skill set. Like you said, I was sitting on a board of directors and I had no idea that my social media skills was something that they were really interested in. And I was like, oh yeah, I can take care of that for you. And there's so many things that a board can do for an organization. So the idea that you're trying to make that connection and a meaningful connection, not just a, oh, hey, my friend is on this board, you should join, we'll get you on, but more of a meaningful connection of I understand and I want to continue the work that this business is doing or that this nonprofit is doing. Yeah, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that antidote you shared because so, I mean, that is occurred, that occurs all the time, right? Um, it's not just a matter of getting you onto the board. It's how do you maximize your value? Mm-hmm. on a board, right? And how how do we get people to a confidence level, to a capacity level where they're active and engaged and impactful on a board? Right. And, um, and I think that's the other piece too. And you say the word impactful. I don't think people realize all the time that you have a chance to really make an impact in the future of this organization. Yes. I mean, yes, there are benefits to you that you mentioned earlier sure. of sitting on the board looks sure. great on a resume. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but it's not just a title. I mean, that's a very serious responsibility and you kind of help guide that ship that is the nonprofit. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, the, the end result or the end um, uh, customer are the folks who are benefiting from the services of the organization, mm-hmm. right? And so we got to keep our eye on the ball in terms of why are we here and what are we about? and creating those direct line of sight opportunities for people to fold in their community and to leverage the skills that they have. Yeah, I think that I think that the the difference between what it looks like on the outside to sit on a board and what it looks like on the inside to sit on a board is so very different, you know. I I understand, you know, there's always a lot of pictures on the walls and those are board of directors, but those people that came before you on the board helped shape the business and to help shape that company where it is that not not prompt that nonprofit is doing that well because of the board previous. And so for people out there listening, if you are looking to get 
involved, a board of directors is a wonderful way to do that. And you should check out this, this event. This, this would be an amazing opportunity for people just to come out and see what it would mean just to sit on a board and how impactful you can be. So yeah. how do people sign up for that? Event? Yeah, you could just sign up directly on our website. Um, yeah. And uh, we, do th- we do think it's going to fill up. So yeah. I, w- I would go on pretty quickly. And uh, for nonprofits, uh, there's sort of two audiences here, right? So nonprofits, uh, there is a small fee. There's I think it's like a $25 registration fee if you're a United Way affiliate, 50 if you're not. And then for uh, prospects, it's free. So um, the uh, I think the I'm not sure what the Great Wolf Lodge capacity is, but it is filling up quickly. So mm-hmm. I would urge you to sign up. One of the things I just want to mention too, Travis, you made the point earlier around, you know, um, how can people without how, how can people with limited means be involved, right? And um, I would say that serving on a board is also not exclusive to those who have means. Many uh, nonprofits uh, want, um, what I'll just say, everyday people on their board, or they want folks who have received the services that they provide on their board. I know some of the community action organizations, like Mock here, they have a third, a third, a third, a third community residents, a third public elected officials, and a third business leaders. And um, some of the folks with limited means uh, are asked to come out and come to meetings and do work um, in between. And there are stipends that are provided to some of those folks as well. So there's a lot of there's some mechanisms out there to create um, uh, user friendly on ramps for low to moderate income people to be involved as well. It's not just exclusively for young professionals or people with wealth. It's looking for diverse uh, we're really looking for diversity in, in our in our board makeups. So. I was I um, was working um, the very first board I sat on. A wonderful woman came in, and um, we were a newly formed board. And she came in and kind of gave us some direction. And she said, "I just want to say you've already reached the first hurdle. The people you service are sitting on your board, and that's your first step. Yeah. And you, the idea that there's a whole group of people in a room that are making decisions, and the people that it's affecting aren't there. I think that's great that Mock is doing the third, third, third. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that before. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's so true. And so that is a great way to be able to volunteer. And I hadn't even thought of that. That's yeah. that's great, Corey. I love that. Now, earlier, I know you mentioned the uh, gentleman who worked at Hannaford, and I believe it was Victories before that, uh, since the 90s, actually donating a, a portion of his paycheck every every pay period to do this. Um, your organization's made you it really very- know your shopping uh, market acquisitions, <laughs> I guess. <huh? laughs> as a Lemonster native, I yeah. pride myself. I guess if he doesn't know it, I don't know who does. <laughs> um, but getting back to that, yeah. um, I know you have someone on your staff who can actually let listeners out there know how to do this because Beth has actually come to our office and yes. given a presentation on this, yes. and it's it's very easy yes. to set that up, and yes. you can even do you know as little as five bucks a pay period, if yes. whatever you can do. Yes will balloon and make a difference. Yes. Yeah. If you are um, interested in running a United Way campaign, uh, you can go on to our website. And frankly, you can call my cell phone. I'm going to give it to you right now. 617-230-1290. We all give our cell phones right now because we're all mobile. We are. How often do we spend time in our office? And um, and I, I, I'd love to talk with you. About One more time. What was that? 617-230-1290. One two nine zero. That is my direct cell. So if you are interested in uh, being involved in United Way, uh, and uh, if you're a company that wants to run a campaign specifically, do give me a call. We could talk about that. But yeah. what, what I, I know what uh, what interested me when Beth came out and gave her presentation was it wasn't. I mean, you could just choose to let the United Way kind of divert it how you see fit, but there was also oh. options to kind of go where you felt passionate yeah. oh, about. Yeah. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. So just on the United Way campaign side, so we have a workplace campaign, and we can we. Right now, with over ninety companies, 
And essentially what we do is we make philanthropy easy for the everyday person. And um, you can use your payroll deduction and give, you know, $3 every two weeks to the charity of, uh, to one of our network charities. But we also understand that philanthropic donation and, and being charitable is personal and that people have their own priorities. And so you may like United Way, you may respect our work, but you might want to give to the children's hospital where your kid was born, or you might want to give to the veterans organization that serves your uncle. Uh, if you want to do that, you can use our platform to do that as well. You can use our platform to give to any charity uh, in the United States as long as it's 501c3. That's phenomenal. Yeah. It is. It's a great way for the for anyone to reach out and give to where to the organization of their choice, and that does make it very personal. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't, yes. you know, we when we when we have these campaigns, we come into companies. We really want to emphasize that. Um, we're going to show you our work. We're going to show you our results. We're going to show you what United Way does. Mm -hmm. But the other piece that we provide is opportunity to give anywhere in the country. Because the most important thing for us is driving resources to good nonprofits doing good things. I like that. Travis Condon here from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. Cat Deal as well. Also from the chamber, we are chatting with Corey Yang, the president and CEO of the United Way of North Central Massachusetts. Corey, as you mentioned, you've got the Day of Caring coming up this Friday, September 16th. Next month in October, you're going to be over at Great Wolf Lodge. October 12th. October 12th. Then yeah. you'll be able to learn about sitting on a board. Are there any other events or engagement opportunities uh, that you have on the calendar this fall where listeners can get involved? Uh, those are our big two uh, events. Um, and we have, a, you know, we have a thank you event in April. Um, but there are, as we've talked about before, if your company, if you're a company or an individual that wants to be involved or wants to, uh, needs help, in um, connecting to a volunteer project, a large group project, or an individual project, uh, we can help you with that. So uh, these are our two big events, but we engage the community throughout the year. Corey, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank this you for really letting great. us join you here at United Way in Fitchburg. Yeah, and I really appreciate all the work the Chamber does in, in promoting these kinds of things and, and promoting our community. So thank you very much. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes on Podbean, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.